Blog Talk Radio. Problems that may break a terror hall support. <clears throat> reconnect my heart. We're just going to solve answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Pratt. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516 453 9118. That's 516 453 9118. Or, sorry. Hello, 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 hello. I'm sorry, I was not on on the um, on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, hello, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Rick and Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems to make break or turn heart support. You know, reconnect my heart. We discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm so glad y'all able to join us. Uh, feel free to catch me on the chat room on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. You can also go to our chat room, which is available right now 
or for those who are online, you're welcome to catch me on my website at www.reconnectmyheart.com. And also, I'm on my Facebook page, Brother Prater. So I hope that you all had an excellent day. Today is the first Sunday in July, which so happened to be the 4th of July. And that's kind of the topic that we want to discuss today. As we celebrate as Americans, as we celebrate Independence Day as a country, have you had your own personal Independence Day from what prevented you from being whole or pursuing the purpose that God has for you? So on today's show, we want to talk about finding strength to overcome issues, regaining your identity, and much more in the episode called I'm Free. I'm Free. Breaking free from the issues and the devil's grip. Just point blank. And as I begin to really just think about this day, today, of course, you know, being Independence Day and everything, and uh, I just said uh, this year, this year they acknowledged that they're going to also acknowledge Juneteenth on Independence Day years ago. uh, They said that, you know, Americans were free. But then again, pertaining to uh, in the South, the slaves did not know that they were free. So June 19th is when we end up uh, getting notified. And I know I'm kind of missing two holidays together, but I'm bringing this up because even in the South, as Blacks, they said that we were free, but no one passed the word to us to June 19th years ago. So all these times we're talking about independence, free emancipation, all these things. But when you think about it, even though, let's just say it, first of all, we already know slavery was wrong and illegal in every aspect. But unfortunately, Many of us, even though we might be, quote, unquote, free legally, there are so many people that are not free emotionally. There are so many people that are not free spiritually. There are so many people that are not free mentally. All these aspects pertaining to being in bondage, so many of these aspects pertaining to just having the chains on them. That's it. There are many people that are going through issues, and a lot of time we may not know what they're dealing with. Many people may be going through issues, but they're looking for a way out. They're looking for help. And sometimes one thing we always say, hurt people hurt others. When you don't deal with the hurt, you end up trying to infect other people. But this is not the show that we want to talk about infecting people. We want to talk about a spiritual vaccination to bring healing and wholeness to everybody. And the only person that can do that is Jesus Christ, point blank. I love people. I wish I could be able to give them to the missing ingredient of their life. But the key thing, I can't do it. I'm only a human being. But there was a Savior that came over 2,000 years ago to die for your sins and mine that can not just heal us from the spiritual sin, 
but also even pertaining to the residue that the sin has caused. Not just the things that other people have done upon us, but even that we have done upon ourselves. And so we have to understand that God loved us enough that he sent his only begotten son to come and die for us. And the funny thing about it, Jesus willfully gave his life for you and I. One of the scriptures I often think about, the scripture says, the scripture just says that he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. I mean, that may be a short verse, but it's a deep verse. He has given us everything pertaining to life, meaning eternal life, and godliness being living a godly life here on earth. And, you know, when we think about it, it is not God's will for us to perish. It's not God's will for us to be able to just deal with the things and the problems and the hiccups and the hangups that we deal with in life. It's not God's desire for us to deal with that. So my question is, if it's not God's desire for us to deal with it, then why was why would we want to deal with it? Why should we deal with it? And I, I, I always hear people say, well, you know, sometimes some people, they have gotten themselves in a situation and they feel like, well, you know, they got to get themselves out of the situation. But I found that there are some situations, I don't care how big you are, how much money you have, there are certain situations you can't get yourself out of. And so that's why we have to have God to help us in whatever situation that we're dealing with. And what I want to do, I want to make sure that I don't hold you all long because I know that this is Independence Day, and I know many people want to go out there and pop firecrackers. But legally, legally, we're going to put that out there. Watch firecrackers. Uh, if you in an area where you are allowed to legally, then, hey, be safe. But if you're not, don't be disobedient to the law. Nothing wrong with watching from afar. But breaking free, don't you know that there is the devil that always tries to sabotage the plans that God has for us? And matter of fact, I want to give a shout out. Uh, thank God for Triumph, Triumph Church, Triumph Church today, um, uh, the shepherd, uh, the Washington family. Uh, they actually had a great service I was able to attend. I want to acknowledge them. Thank you all for the preached word and um, really just enjoyed myself. And it's funny that the message pertaining to what she spoke about today was coinciding with what we're sharing, what we're sharing right now. Being able to have the chains broken off from us, being able to walk away from the thing that the devil tried to put in our path, but the, but the most important thing, and this pertains to the lesson that was said today, not paying attention to the distractions. You know, whenever the devil tried to throw things at us or even the things that he had tried to bind us with, those are distractions. Those are distractions to prevent us from being the men and ladies that God wants us to be, called for us to be, and we were made for. And so, Many people, when they come down to their own hiccups, their own problems, sometimes some people, they go to a familiar source. And sometimes that source may not be a healthy source. But many of us, 
many of us, many of us who have done wrong in the past, sometimes when we end up allowing the devil to beat us up, getting to our own sense of insecurity and blaming ourselves, and sometimes instead of acknowledging what we have done, what we have done wrong, or even just being able to face the music or the consequences, sometimes the devil wants us to go ahead and just throw in a towel or even just give up on life instead of facing the music, instead of facing it. And so with that, one of the things that we need to do in order to be free, we first have to repent. We have to repent and acknowledge. We have to confess. You know what? I need help. You know, there was a program that, that was called Shick, and they said that the first step is admitting that you have a problem, and that's even pertaining to Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever. Excuse me. Being able to acknowledge, you know what? I need help. When a person will not acknowledge that they need help, then actually the problem that they're in ain't the main problem. The problem is themselves being in denial. And so you have to admit, you know what? You need help. And, you know, and even just looking at, like I said, I don't mind being transparent. And I believe in, instead of throwing somebody under the bus, I don't mind throwing myself under the bus. Years ago, when I was going through my own situation, I called the first lady of our church. And I told her, I confess everything pertaining to my wrongdoing, not anybody else, my wrongdoing. And I told her, I want her to pray. I want her to fast and pray, not for me. I want you to fast and pray with me and ask God to help me. And see, and that's the key thing. When we talk about confessing, we're not talking about confessing somebody else's part. We're talking about your own. Talk about you. Don't include anybody else. Anytime somebody want to bring somebody else into the equation, then what they're doing, they're using people as a scapegoat. But God wants us to be able to confront our own mistakes for us to get the help and healing that we need. Because whenever we include somebody else, then we're preventing the full help and the wholeness that we need for us to be able to overcome whatever that we're dealing with. The other thing we need to do, Get the help that is needed. Like I said, we repent it, we confess, which also means with that confession, you confess to God, but you also apologize to others. If you wrong somebody, apologize to them. And we ain't talking about no, well, you know, you know, I made a mistake. What did you do? Confession is good for the soul. And just like if you wrong somebody, you have to acknowledge what you did. Tell them, well, I, I feel too bad. Well, to be honest with you, if it was bad enough to do it, it's easy enough to say it. Acknowledge where you meant, where you went wrong. And I'm telling you, especially if you wrong someone, you'd be surprised the help that you receive when you confess. You're not only helping that person that you might have wronged, but you're helping yourself. And even if you didn't help, if you if you did not uh, hurt anyone else, but even if you just hurt yourself. Look in the mirror and apologize to that person that's in your mirror. Verbalize. That's the thing that we have to do. So many of us, we can easily forgive other people, forgive ourselves. We've apologized to other people, but we have not apologized to ourselves. So just like how you may be able to talk to people or confess to other people or apologize to other people, we have to be mature enough to look at that person that's in our mirror and apologize to that person too. That's something that we need to do for us to be able to get the help and the healing that is needed. 
And also, like I said, getting the help that is needed. If you're in a situation where you've become dependent upon something, if it's alcohol, if it's drugs, even if it's sex, pornography or whatever, being able to get the help that is needed. And there's nothing wrong with the believer getting the professional help that is needed. One of the things we always hear people, well, you know, uh, just let God do it. Just let God do it, which God can do it. But also God may want to do it through people here on earth. Licensed, there are licensed Christian counselors or professors or uh, a psychiatrist that may be able to help you. And there's nothing wrong with a Christian seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Nothing wrong with that. There are Christian people that, listen, that is not just a vocation, but that's a ministry. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, getting the help that is needed. And I'm going to tell you something. We as ministers, True enough, we can pray for people and everything, but we as ministers don't know everything. And sometimes what we have to do as ministers, we have to confess, hey, look here, this might be out of my range. Because legally, legally, we are responsible for what we say. So if you're not a licensed, you can be a a minister, but if you're not a licensed practice physician or a counselor of whatever sort, we have to be mindful of what we tell people. So that's something we have to be able to do. Get the help that is needed. If you're in a situation where you might have had some hang-ups, addictions, or whatever, get the professional help that is needed. Also, one thing I'm a firm believer in, we have to tell people, getting an accountability partner. Getting an accountability partner, it is so important for us to have people that we can look upon, that we have entrusted our vulnerability to and say, you know what, I don't trust myself. You have to get somebody that will hold you responsible. You have to get somebody that you will let them contact you 24-7. You have to have somebody that's not going to cater to your feelings. Someone that's going to have your best interest at heart. Somebody going to be stern enough to say no when it needs to be no. Someone that's going to be stern enough to say, you know what, you need to get up. Somebody that don't mind giving you that talk tough love. Remember, it's for your best interest. You don't need no yes man in your in your company. You don't need no yes man in your corner. You need somebody that's going to look at you and bypass how you feel and has your best interest at heart. Somebody, well, you know, no, you know, it's okay if you do, you know, well, we all fall short. No, 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 no. Somebody that you respect, somebody that's going to hold you accountable. Somebody that loves you enough that will tell you the truth. And you know what? One of the things I always tell people, it is better for somebody to be mad at you and you giving the truth than to accept you or embrace you and you telling them a lie. So you have to have somebody that's going to be honest with you and tell you, you know what? No, you were wrong. You were wrong with two left shoes. That's something we have to do. We have to face. The other thing we need to do, you've already confessed. You repented. You apologize. You, you repented to God and apologize to others. You ask for forgiveness. 
you get the help that is needed. You get the professional help that is needed. You get that accountability partner or that support system. That's something that's so important, getting that support system. Send yourself around people that are strong. First of all, spiritually strong. Also, someone, like I said, that's not into no uh, catering to your feelings. Now you've done that. Now what you have to do, I'm going to pull it up. Oh, shucks. I have it somewhere else. You know what? No, well, I'll just say it. Get into God's word. That's something we have to do, which leads to the step that I'm going to say after uh, getting that support system or that accountability partner. See yourself as, as God sees you. The only way for you to know how God sees you if you get into his word. You have to get into God's word. If you do not get into God's word, you deprive yourself from knowing your spiritual identity. You will not be able to know your spiritual identity outside of God's word. You have to know God's word. And the key thing we have to remember, if you don't know or spend time with God's word, then by default, you're spending time with your own words that came from the devil. Just point blank. Because if you think about it, if you're not going by God's word, then you're going by whose word? It's either God's word or your word pertaining to the root. When it boils down to the root, it's either God's word or the opposite of God's word, the devil's word. Now, we can easily say, yeah, God's word or your words, but your words have a root or a source. And we have to get to the root of the problem. And the only way we get to the root of the problem is us being able to be foes or being vulnerable for us to be able to just be real, be honest, be transparent. So when it boils down to it, it's God's word or the devil's word. And so we have to get into God's word and be able to know what God's word said about himself and then also about us. So who God is, what God's words say about us, and then how God sees us and who we are in God. So knowing who God is, knowing who we are, and then knowing who we are in God. That's something we have to understand. We have to look at our own spiritual identity for us to know who we really are. If you don't know who you are in the lens of God, then you truly don't get your true identity of who you are. So God want to reveal to you who you really are. But the only way for you to be able to really know who you are is through God's word and spending quality time with God. And we're not talking about spending quality time with God because something is wrong. No, even when things are going well, even when things are going well, that's the time that we need to be able to really store up the prayers and the studying that we need. Because I'm, I'm telling you from personal experience, I know when you don't read the Bible, you feel so lost. It's like something's missing. But when you're able to really get into God's word, really just digest God's word, it fills you. If there's a feeding that transpires that's really so impactful. But in order for you to be spiritually fed, you got to eat some spiritual food. It's just like eating physically. 
if you eat a full balanced meal, it is so refreshing. You feel rejuvenated. Your your muscles can grow when you have physically fed yourself some healthy food. But many of us will make sure that we eat some healthy food physically. But how many of us are doing the same thing spiritually? We watch what we eat in the physical, but we'll binge or eat whatever we want spiritually. So understanding who we are in God and be able to spend some quality time with God and his word. Also, what we have to do, making peace with yourself. I mentioned earlier about forgiveness. And, of course, asking somebody to forgive you. If you wrong somebody, ask them to forgive you. But also, like I said, being able to forgive that person that's in your mirror. Being able to forgive yourself. Look in the mirror and quit running. I found that there's so many people that is not spending quality time with themselves. Sometimes there are some people, they just hate being by themselves because they think. They're scared to think. Sometimes even things of past thoughts come back to them. Past things, the past may come or whatever. So many people, they avoid and they have these distractions where they have to have the radio on. They have to have some music on. They have to have the TV on. They can't stand silence. And don't you know, even when things are quiet, that's when you can hear from God. You got to be able to have some quiet time and not just allowing God to speak to you, but allow God to reveal some things to you. A lot of times we asking God for advice. We asking people for uh, uh, advice and questions and stuff and not realizing God trying to give it to us, but we're running from being quiet to hear from him. And what happened, we have all these distractions in the daytime and while we sleep, we have these dreams and we're scared. It's, it's making us paranoid because it's revealing some things that we're not facing while we're up and conscious. And one of the things I found out, God has a way to confront you. If God can't get you, get your attention when you're up, when you're awakened, when, when you're woken up, what happened? He'll try to deal with you when you sleep. But he's not going to try to chase you down when you keep avoiding him. God's not going to go against your will. God is a loving God, but he's not going to go against your will. If you don't want to spend time with him, then to be honest with you, that's your loss. That's my loss. But God wants to have a relationship with us. God wants us to come to him and talk to him. Just because God want to talk to you, it's just like I think about when we were in school when the principal, when we were called to the principal's office. When you haven't done anything, you don't have no, you don't have no bad conscience about going to the principal's office. Actually, you expect that, hey, maybe they want to give you an acknowledgement because you have perfect attendance. You got all A's, you know, but when you've been a hell raiser in school, and they call you to the principal's office. Now you're getting nervous. You think about, uh-oh, what did I do? What did I do? Did they find out I did something? Key thing, God, do want to have a conversation with you. You think about it. I mean, if we really think about it, if we as believers, if we're believers of Jesus Christ, and we're God's child, he wants to spend time with his children. Think about it. 
Your spiritual father wants to spend time with his spiritual child. And you think about it, if you have children, you want to have some time with them. You do. So if you want to have time with your physical children, imagine how God feels that we avoid him as his spiritual children. God want to have some time with us. What we have to do, we have to acknowledge, you know what? God, I need some time with you, and I got to be able to just put on my big boy underwear and really just face the music and understand that I'm loved beyond my comprehension of love. Because if you really think about it, we base God's relationship with us based upon that relationship we have with people or the relationship people have with us. If you really think about it, we really think that God want to God want to kick us to the curb, God want to throw us to the throw us to the wolves because we don't have the tolerance level for certain people. Get this. Some people get on your nerves, you think that you get on God's nerves. If you really think about it, you think that you get on God's nerves because there are some people that get on your nerves. Or you think you get on God's nerves because you've been told that you get on other people's nerves. One thing I'm a firm believer in, God is not like man. God is not like human beings. There are some people that will use us, manipulate us, con us, talk about us. And we have dealt with it for so long that we think that people, people, especially those who you might have looked upon, you might have looked up upon, or you might have um, you might have seen them in church, grew up in church, or whatever, and you think that because they are like that, you think God is going to be like that, and that is far from the truth. So in order for you to find out the real God of the Bible, how God really is, don't go on hearsay. You find out for yourself. Spend some quality time. Get into God's word. Digest, dissect those words that are written in the Bible. Dissect and digest those words in the Bible. Also, last but not least, take it one day at a time. Take one day at a time. There are so many people that I know that have gotten over addictions, and they felt like, wow, how am I going to be sober for the rest of my life? You know, you heard people, they've been clean and sober for 45 years, the umpteenth years, whatever. But then there are some people who are struggling, and they feel like, you know what, this is something, this monkey may be on my back for the rest of my life. No, I tell people, take it one day at a time. One of the verbiage I always hear in my head how does an ant eat an elephant one bite at a time? Don't think about it. And you know what? Even when you confront other people who might have been delivered for umpteenth years, that's fine and dandy. Learn to applaud people that are like that. But also realize that the same God that did it for them, he could do it for you. Just take it one day at a time. And even if you slip and fall, pick yourself up and start over. Begin again. Don't let a mistake 
cause you to give up on life or give up on hope. That's what the devil want to do. The devil want to tarnish our dreams by us giving up hope. And you know what? The devil is not trying to, I mean, excuse me, God is not trying to assassinate us in the battlefield, so to speak. And to be honest with you, sometimes it ain't the devil that's having a uh, gun aimed at us. It's ourselves. We're throwing in the towel. We're giving up. We don't need to hear the suggestions of the devil. God did not give us not just the spirit of fear or cowardice, but he did not give us the will to give up. He gave us the will to live. He gave us the desire, the hope. But the devil want to tarnish your hope. He want to make you think that nobody cares. He wants you to think, well, you're going to be just like your mama, be just like your daddy. You're just going to be all these suggestions. Those are suggestions. Remember, suggestions are not the final answer. Suggestions are only an offer that you don't have to accept. That's something you have to realize. But the only way you're going to really know the purpose and plan God has for you is you get into God's word for yourself. I tell people all the time, quit trying to rely upon people to tell you what thus says the Lord. Find out for yourself. That's the only way you're going to find out. God want to tell you something that's fresh off the press. And I know from firsthand experience, I know many people have. There are many people that we have relied upon to tell us, you know, what, what did God say? What did God tell you to tell me? And guess what? Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes they're wrong. I've had people bring accusations, falsely accused, all this stuff. Yeah, the Lord said he did. The Lord said, and kind of found out they were they was lying, just point blank. They were lying because they had their own agenda. But one of the things I had to find out, I had to find out, number one, I had to know who I was within God himself. And then also I had to forgive. I had to learn to forgive. To be honest with you, I ain't going to lie to you. As a minister, I ain't going to lie to you. I did have a problem with forgiveness. I did. Not so much because of them hurting me, but I found out that there was an agenda. You know, and so I know me. I know me. I ain't going to lie to say I know everybody. Now, God may reveal some things to me about people, but also God will reveal some things about you. And I had to have a conversation with God to have him to help me to be delivered from myself, from revenge, from retaliation. Yeah. 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 The preacher dealt with that. Yes. Especially when I know people that are trying to be bullies. Oh, no, 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 no. I cannot stand that. But guess what? God knew that and the devil knew that too. But I had a choice. If I was going to stand for righteousness, I had to learn to put that in God's hands. So that way my hands could be clean. My hands could be free. Because I found that that was a distraction. In order for me to remain free, I had to walk in freedom. And not pay attention to the noise. Distractions are noises. Distractions are noises that are that were intended to interrupt peace. And the only way you're gonna get peace is if you're walking in harmony with God, walking in the will of God. Think about it. Distractions come to set you off course for a reason, and also the timing. Anytime a distraction come. Always observe the timing that that distraction comes. Hmm. That's when you know that your blessing is round around the corner. 
That's when you know that your answered prayer to right around the corner. Because if you keep on walking, if you keep on being obedient, if you keep on trusting God, the devil don't want you to meet up with the purpose and plan God has for you. So that's why it's important for us, especially now, we understanding that now we're free. We don't have to be in bondage anymore. The trips and the game and the tricks that the devil used to trip us on, that we used to fall for, guess what? You ain't got to fall for it no more. You didn't have to. But my question to you is, do you want to? If you don't want to, you don't have to. So now we're aware that those things are the devil's plans and everything, but guess what? We don't even acknowledge it. What we're going to do, we're going to bind it and cancel the devil's assignment and keep on going. I think about it in the Bible when God told us that we should speak to the mountain. Think about it. Who shall ever speak to the mountain, be that removed, and cast into the sea? It's going to move. Now, the key thing is, did God tell us to climb a mountain? No, he didn't. Lord, don't move my mountain, but give me the strength to climb. No, he did not say that. He said, speak to the mountain, and it's going to move. If you think about it, if we speak to the mountain while we in motion, the mountain moves and we never break stride. Even if you think about the tree, whosoever speaks to that tree, the sycamine tree, it will be uprooted. Now, why do they say the sycamine tree? Why do they specifically say sycamine tree? Because the sycamine tree, the roots go all the way down. It keeps going down until it grabs hold of something. And then it spreads out until it grabs hold of something. So in other words, something that was designed to not move. God said if you speak, it's going to not just move, but it's going to be uprooted from the roots and move out the way. You don't have to break your stride. So all these things I'm saying, power in the words that we say. Do you believe the words that you say? Do you believe God's word in what you say? In those things that you're dealing with, what are you saying about it? Are you continue to acknowledge and settle with it? Are you speaking life to yourself? Not just speaking life to your situation. You can speak death and life to your situation. But are you speaking life to yourself? This is the day that you can have the emancipation, the celebration, the independence day in your life. You can have it right now if you want it. I always tell people, how bad do you want it? It doesn't take God long to move. All God needs is your participation and your obedience. He can move right now. It doesn't take God long. It just takes us long if we're going to decide to do it or not, if we're going to decide to give it to him or not. But I found out, why get do, why do ourselves a disservice? How about we just give it to God and leave it there? This is the day that you can breathe free. Look at yourself and be tired of being sick and tired. Be tired of being in a situation that you're in, to die in that situation. You can live outside of that situation. You can live beyond that situation. You ain't got to die in that situation. You can live beyond that situation. That situation that you're in does not define you. 
What defines you is your response to that situation. That's going to define you. You can only be you. Can, you will either be defined or refined. What are you going to do with the, about that situation? Are you going to let that situation take you out, or are you going to take it out? Let this situation that you face right now. Let that be a testimony of what God can do. God can do the impossible. God can do whatever you want Him to do. It's nothing too hard for God. And beyond which is the funny thing about it, all things are possible to him that believes. My question is, do you believe he can do it? Do you believe that he want to do it? Many people, they believe and they've seen God move for other people. But don't you know that God want to move specifically for you? That's something you have to accept. We know God can do it, yes. He is the rewarder for them who diligently seek him out. But do you believe he want to do it for you? Let's get personal with it. See, everybody can be expecting something. Everybody can be expecting for other people. We can pray hard for other people, and we can believe that God can move for other people. But do you believe that God can do it for you? That's something you have to think about. And also, one of the things I found out, even when you have people that you're even praying for, this little side note, you got people on your heart that you're praying for. You know what? We all got problems, you know. Even me right now, shucks, I got problems. I got problems, but number one, I got problems, but on the other hand, I don't have problems because the situation that I'm dealing with, I gave it to God. That ain't my responsibility. Whatever situation I deal with, and some people, are you have, I get nothing wrong, but you know what? Yes, I hurt. I'm a human being. I got feelings and all that stuff, but one of the things I found that I can't fix a problem that I'm holding on to. I got to give it to God. But most importantly, I got to be surrendering to whatever God tell me about that situation. And also, I'm going to tell you like this. Pray for your enemies. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. There are some people that may be watching, they listening to see what kind of mistakes I may say. People that are appreciative to what I say, thank God for you. I get a lot of love, and I thank God for it. But I found out everybody that may be in my, I ain't going to say in my circle, but everybody that may be around in the crowd does not have my best interest at heart. I understand that. But one of the things I had to find out, I had to be mature enough to look over foolishness and pray for people who try to do me wrong, who try to do me harm. But one of the things I always tell people, you got to be careful who you deal with. Because when you try to put your mouth on people, I found out. When you put your mouth on people, you're not dealing with them. You're dealing with God. So I, I always tell people, hey, pray for your enemies. But also, under the same token, if you got some enemies, don't retaliate. Let God deal with them. And also, I do want to acknowledge this because um, this was on my heart. And um, I'm this is my first time actually publicly speaking about it. And... Um, I'm just going to go ahead and bring it up. This is my, hopefully this is my only time uh, bringing this up. But uh, the topic of breaking free, breaking free, I'm free, breaking free from the issues they might have dealt with. You know, I spoke about confession. I spoke about accountability. Own up to your problem, to your situation, to your mistakes, whatever. 
you know, <laughs> it's funny how the timing works. You know, um, I I think it was on Monday or Tuesday or something like that that um, I was um, preparing for this uh, topic on today. And then there was an event that happened this week. But um, the young lady that was um, uh, that made it to the Olympics, Miss uh, Shikari Richardson, um, she's unfortunately she's banned, and um, she was on the interview on uh, on this week, and she acknowledged that you know she made a mistake and everything. And um, many people, you know, when you look at it. You know, from the outside looking in, you're like, oh, man, girl, why you messed up? Why you, you know, you, you should know better. But I saw something on a deeper level. First and foremost, not condoning what she did. She admitted she was wrong. Okay. She apologized. But also, I want to say this. She admitted that she made a mistake and she apologized. But I do want to say this. Just like she gave an apology to us, in case she's watching, just in case she's able to watch it, I wanna, uh, I'm going to speak to her directly. Lady Richardson, just like you gave us an apology, I want to tell you we apologize to you. What do I mean? Number one, she acknowledged that she had lost her birth mother. And what happened, she resorted to something that was not good for her. But my thing was, even when she was dealing with that grief, there were people that we, look, we cheered her on when she was running. We cheered, we we rattled for her, and especially, hey, to my old school alma mater, she went to Carter High School. That's where I came from. Actually, I, I had my shirt. Actually, um, this year, this year, make my 30th uh, class reunion. We having it uh, later on this month. So Carter High School, class of 91. But what happened, those that rallied for her, and we're cheering for her, her support system on the field, those should have been the same ones off the field. The same ones that were cheering for her while she was running, while she was running on the field, we should have been the one to rally for her and cheer for her and pray for her and intercede for her when her mother passed. Poor system. First of all, she was already dealing with enough of it trying to Fulfill a dream, just being an Olympian, wanted to be in the Olympics. But she faced a hardship, the death of her mother, her biological mother. Now, I will say this. We can't put our finger on her, but saying, well, she shouldn't have done that. She shouldn't have done that when we've never experienced the hurt that she may have dealt with. You never know what you may deal with when you have your hurt. You never know. And just like what she did, like I said, I'm not condoning. I'm not condoning what she did. But what I'm saying is that same support that she had that was cheering her on the field, 
now this opportunity for those to to rally on her and for her. Now she's off the field. And I will say this, because she didn't run, we should cheer for her and we should be appreciative for her. What do I mean? See, I'm not talking about because she didn't run on the field. No, she didn't run off the field. She didn't run from her responsibility of owning up to what she did. So because you didn't run, Lady Richardson, because you didn't run from the responsibility, thank you. Because you did not run from owning up, thank you. But also we want you to know we're praying for you. And we're not just praying for you because we want to get something from you because you being on the field. No, 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 no. Regardless of who you are on the field or off the field, you're a young lady that needs prayer. Now you got the whole world attention on you. Did she ask for it? No. Sometimes in fulfilling the hopes and the dreams, sometimes it creates an audience. Sometimes people are there to cheer for you, to have your best interest. There are some that just want to be spectators to see if you're going to fail. Just one blank. So we want to tell you we're praying for you and your family. And we want you to know I'm very proud. Personally, I'm proud of Brother Prater. I'm proud of you for you standing up. But also we want you to know that we're here for you. And also let this be a teachable moment, not just for her, but for all of us. Because when you think about it, God wants us to be free, but the devil wants to keep us bound. The devil won't. And I'm seeing so many people. I was talking to somebody um, past couple of days. I, I, number one, one of the individuals I was talking to, my brother, my oldest brother. And one of the things I'm seeing, so many of our young people, they'll resort to things that are unhealthy for them, physically, mentally, and spiritually. They'll resort to things that are unhealthy. The first source, and I'm not now I'm off of Lady Richardson, but I've seen so many young people, the first thing they'll do, they want to get them a joint, smoke a little weed, go get some alcohol, all that stuff. And I realize that that's a trap, that's a distraction. I'm tired of going to my communities in my neighborhood, and every time I go to a Walmart parking lot, I'm smelling weed. That's a trap. Look here. You don't have to be creative by smoking weed. God will give, God want to give you a revelation. God want to deposit something in your spirit, but the devil want to distort some things because he does not want you to fulfill the purpose and plan that God has for you. Also, don't you know the devil trying so badly to corrupt here, to try to get you right here in your mind. People say, well, you know, I'm trying to numb the pain, but you're eating your brain cells. I know I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and even when I had the virus, when I had the coronavirus, yes, I was laying down in my bed, and I felt so relaxed because I was so tired. I was so relaxed. But as I was relaxing in the bed, you know what I was feeling? I was feeling that that virus pricking my lungs. What God told me, it feels so good. You can relax even though it's pricking your lungs. If you relax, if you just stand still, you will die. I had to get up. I had to fight. I had to 
cough that stuff out of my lungs. I had to cough it out. I had to keep coughing. I was weak. It took me three and a half hours to shave, excuse me, to shower, use the restroom, and brush my teeth. That was three and a half hours. I was weak. But think about it. Comatose. The devil wanted to be comatose to allow him to eat our brain cells with that weed and with the alcohol. And you think about it. You go to a liquor store. They're going to have all these acronyms pertaining to what liquor is. But one of the words that they often use is what? A word called spirits. Think about it. Spirits. Is that just a play on words? Or is that a reality? That's a reality. Spirits. Spirits that the devil would try to put forth in you to make you intoxicated. The devil does not want you conscious. The devil wants you physically and emotionally numb for you to be spiritually handicapped. Just point blank. So with that being said, this is the day for us to be free. Just in case you don't know a a date that you had your spiritual awakeness, your godly, I don't want to say spirited because spirit doesn't always mean good. Just like I mentioned earlier, spirits. And I know some people, I'm a, I'm a spirit, I'm a spirited person. No, we're talking about a godly person. Godly. So, now we're at the point. My question is, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Tile. It's easy. That, it doesn't take any effort to throw in a tile. But it takes, it's going to take everything in you to fight. One of the things I'm a firm believer in, when we fight in this battle, we ain't alone. When we fight in this battle, we ain't, we, look here, we got somebody in our corner, Jesus Christ. He's not only trying to be the coachman to coach us on, but when he's saying, come to the corner, tag me in. Jesus is there to be in our corner for us to tag him for him to fight for our behalf, on our behalf. Listen, whatever you're dealing with, it's nothing too hard for God. And I'm going to tell you something. I found out the best time for you to really praise God, the best time for you to be able to really just go all out before God is in your difficult moments. See, that's the time because you're weak, because you're vulnerable. You're giving God the best of your ability, even if you're short. Even if you're lacking, even if you're weak, give God your residue. Even if all you have are fumes, spiritual fumes, and your gasoline, give that to God. You don't have to have a full tank to go and give it to God. God wants you to come as you are in the presence of your sins. That doesn't mean that you're sinning. We're not just talking about those who are sinning, but those who are entrapped with sin. Give it to God right now. It ain't too hard. I'm going to tell you something right now for those who may be watching, who may feel like giving up, who may feel like throwing in the towel. There are somebody right now contemplating suicide. I know who you are and you know who you are. There's somebody contemplating on giving up right now. There are somebody right now. I see somebody right now that consider just throwing it because like everything in their life is just going in shambles. Everything, they are frustrated with life. But ask yourself, is that the abundant life that God has for you? If your answer is no, then surrender to God. 
This is the time for you to give everything to God right now. Don't wait for next Sunday when we get back to church because you know what? The devil may throw some more stuff at you, and you think about it. Why delay for tomorrow or next week when God wants you to be free right now? That's the thing I'm a firm believer in. But we hear everything in the Bible about what Jesus can do and all that stuff. We see what he can do. He part, you know, all these things, you know, he raised, he, he raised up a dead man. You know, he opened up blinded eyes. All those things were not just stories to, to, to happen in the New Testament, but it can happen right now in this new day for you. Everything that he did back then, he can do it again. He can do it. But my question to you is, would you let him do it? He wants to do it. Let him do it for you. There's nothing too hard for God. And I'm telling you this. I'm a firm believer that the same God that did it for so many people, he can do it for you. Just in case those who may not be saved, Romans 10 now tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in the heart of God to raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It is not hard to be saved. It is, it is not hard. It is not hard. The hardest part is you surrendering your will. That's it. In other words, when are you going to quit fighting? the purpose and plan, the beautiful plan God has for you. You know what? You're not self-created. So why try to create something that you have no ability to create, especially when you're not the creator for the creation yourself? This is the time for you to give everything to God. In other words, quit living bad life or the uncomfortable life or beneath your privilege when God has so much for you. So I want to come to you right now. We're going to touch and agree wherever you at right now. This is the day that you can be free right now. If there are some who may be dealing with like anger, anger problems, anger issues, express yourself. You know, every time, like every other word, you know, you just trouble. You know, you don't know how to get what's in your system out. So you feel like you just feel angry. You may have to cuss and all that stuff. I want you to know that God can help you right now. God wants to deliver you from you. <laughs> God wants to heal you from you. God wants to deliver you from your worst enemy. It ain't the devil. It ain't people. It's yourself. I'm telling you, the same God that did it for me, he can do it for you. Even in what you're dealing with. Like I said, there's, I'm, I'm finding out hurt people hurt others, and you don't want to hurt, you don't want to hurt yourself anymore. Look here, you may not even care about other people, but why hurt yourself? Why hurt yourself? Some people, well, you know, maybe that's the life God have me. Uh-uh, God did not design for you, for you to be suffering. God have a purpose and plan for you, but the devil trying to blind you from it. But so many people, they've listened to the devil for so long that they're confused between the devil's voice and God's voice or their own voice. This is the thing right now. God can change and turn everything right now. But the thing is, can you trust him? Can you trust him? Will you trust him? You can, but will you? 
So for this day forward, we can pray, we can give it to God, we can talk to God and ask God to help us to be able to be the people that he called for us to be. So as we get ready to pray, you know your needs and your concerns. We're going to give it to God and leave it there. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. Ask you to forgive us, God. Because anything that's in us is unlike you, God. Forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God. God, we speak it right now, God, that you deliver us, not just from the things that we are dealing with, God, but even ourselves right now, God. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy, God. So, God, we ask you to forgive us, God, and remove us from our own self, God. Remove every stubbornness, God. Remove every hard-headed spirit, and we surrender ourselves to you right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We cancel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, even for misery. Richardson right now, God. Miss Shikari Richardson, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help her, God. We speaking to the individual. We're not just speaking to the athlete, God, to that young lady, God. We're speaking to her heart, God. Heal her heart right now, God. God, there are so many people that don't understand the burden, the weight, the heaviness has been on her, God. So, God, we speaking right now, God, that you bring healing to her heart right now. In the name of Jesus, bring healing, God, to her mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we even speaking, God, that you comfort her right now, God. Even doing her grief right now, God. Even doing her hurt right now, God. And not just her, God, but her family, God. Touch her family. Heal her family right now, God. Reconcile her family right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even speaking right now, God, that you send her around support, God, that is speaking your truths right now, God, that will minister to her, God, that will be accountable and responsible right now, God, someone that she can depend upon, God, someone, God, that will intercede for her, God, even when she feels weak right now, even when her family feels weak right now, God, someone that will be responsible, God, Someone that will be godly, someone that will minister to her, God, right now, minister to her hurt, God, minister to her identity, God, minister to her right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we know, God, what the devil meant for evil, God, you can turn it for her good, God. And so, God, even right now, God, thank you, Lord, for the greater platform that you have put her on, God. And, God, we speaking, God, that you remove the, any stress, God, any fear right now, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, allowing this to be a teachable moment. God, not just for her, God, but even for ourselves right now, God. Help us, God, to be about your business, God. Always be praying and interceding for others right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking, God, for those who are grieving, comfort them right now. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, let them know, God, that you will be a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless right now. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there are so many right now, God, there are lost loved ones, like even this week, God, so God, we comfort them right now, God, 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 God, wipe their weeping eyes right now, God, in the name of Jesus, all those that are looking for employment right now, God, God, meet their need, God, send them to the job and to the place that you have them to be at right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, those who are dealing with addictions, God, God, we speak, God, that you not just deliver them, not just heal them, God, but make them whole, God, help them, God, to depend upon you, God, and God, help 
us, God, to be able to hold them up right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God. Help them, God, to depend upon you and trust in you right now, God. God, even break the routine and the habits, God, that they used to depend upon, God. Let God, we speaking, God, whatever they have used as a first line of uh, source, God, uh, depend upon God. Help them, God, to go to you, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, for helping us to be responsible enough, God, to help out, to reach out, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, God. We thank you for the testimony that's coming from this right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Uh, thank you for watching this. Thank you for watching this uh, video and program. If you want to get in contact with me, my name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. Uh, I have my daily devotion. I have my videos. Also, my website at brotherprater.com. You see my daily devotion, upcoming events, and also personal appearances. Also, uh, you go to the store section, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men that need some responsibilities towards their family, their children, even their children's mother. Also, we talk to the ladies to let them know the, how to be able to identify a real man, what a real man is, what a real man ain't. Also, for the single young lady to help them be able to choose better. So that way they can choose a qualified potential husband or present or future uh, uh, father to present or future children. Also, my book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, which is a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater. Unfortunately, she was killed by domestic violence. And I want you to, uh, even on a side note, uh, continue to be praying for our family, even concerning that. So I thank you all. Thank you all so much for watching and listening to Reconnect My Heart. God bless you, and good night. Thank you. <laughs>